When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is Alibaba's stock a smart buy right now? That's the big question we're tackling today. Welcome to Global Value, and in this video, we're going to dive deep into a thorough analysis of Alibaba BABA stock, emulating none other than Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. His partner, Charlie Munger, has an investment in Alibaba through the Daily Journal. We'll scrutinize the key numbers that Buffett values most, and then we'll calculate three different fair values for Alibaba to really understand what it's worth in today's market. Make sure you stay with me till the end because our combined fair value and rating might just take you by surprise. And there's more. I'll also reveal a crucial bonus that could be the deciding factor when adding Baba stock to your portfolio. So is Alibaba a golden opportunity waiting to be seized? Let's find out together. Right now, Alibaba stock trades for $82.26 per share. This year has been rough on the business. Their stock price is down 10%. This comes at a time when the S&P 500 is up 15%. In the last five years, Alibaba really saw a fall from grace as they got into a tough situation with Chinese regulators. Their stock price is down 42%, heavily declining since the end of 2022. Alibaba went public as the largest Chinese IPO in 2014. Since that time, their stock price is down 7.5% overall. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Alibaba? Right now, the company trades $11 above their 52-week low. They're down $40 from their 52-week high. Some of their shares are sold short, just over 1.5%. And how big is Alibaba? They're huge. One of the biggest companies in China, they have a $210.5 billion market cap. So what does Alibaba actually do? Alibaba is the world's largest online and mobile commerce company as measured by gross merchandise volume, which was 8.3 trillion Chinese won for the fiscal year ending in March of 2022. It operates China's online marketplaces, including Taobao and Tmall. Alibaba's Chinese commerce division accounted for 67% of revenue in 2022. Additional revenue sources include China Commerce Wholesale, international commerce, retail, and wholesale, local consumer services, cloud computing, digital media and entertainment platforms, Kainal Logistics Services, and innovative initiatives and other. The company was founded by Jack Ma in 1999. It had a heavily publicized fall from grace after he openly criticized Chinese regulators. This led to a lot of scrutiny at the business and major restructuring. Alibaba plans to split into six separate units that are all going to explore their initial public offerings. The company will be splitting into six key business groups, cloud intelligence, Chinese commerce, local services, Kainal Smart Logistics, global digital commerce, and digital media and entertainment. Alibaba plans to start those spinoffs with an initial public offering of Kainal. 
This recently received confirmation to list on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. As a whole, Alibaba recently had a big leadership change. They have a new CEO, Eddie Wu, who took over from Daniel Zhang. Zhang had stepped down as CEO to focus on Alibaba's cloud business. He then left Alibaba Cloud and now runs an investment fund that's backed by Alibaba. Now with that understanding, let's dive deep into their numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A normal business earns 7% returns on capital. When we look for a benchmark that's double this, we can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. In this time, Alibaba's returns have been in the mid to high single digits, right around the 7 to 8% mark. When these are averaged out, Alibaba earns exactly 8% returns in a given year over this time frame. This is just about average, so it's not up to the benchmark we want. It's an X on metric number one. Metric number two, we want growth in their sales, earnings, and free cash flows. These all need to be up. In this time, Alibaba has more than doubled their sales. In this time, Alibaba's more than doubled their sales. Recently, though, this hit a plateau. The company's sales peaked at $134 billion in 2022. Since then, this is down by about $10 billion, still well above where they were at in 2019. From 2019 until today, the company's earnings are down 12%, but that might not be that bad for the company because their free cash flows have actually grown by 36%. Where their free cash flows would be at was a big fear for investors, especially after they took some big fines from Chinese regulators. It's good that their revenues and free cash flows are up, but because their earnings are down, this is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we want earnings per share growth. This looks at Alibaba from the view of an individual shareholder. We learned in our last metric their earnings are down over this time. Alibaba has also kept their shares outstanding pretty much flat. They just have tiny share buybacks. They've been spending cash to buy back shares, but that's just to offset their stock-based compensation. It's not out of the ordinary for these big tech companies. With their earnings down, their earnings per share are down too. It's an X on metric number three. What will their numbers look like in the rest of our analysis? Metric number four, we want free cash flow per share growth. This is similar to our last metric. There's going to be a key difference here. Their free cash flows have actually grown. These are up by 36%. So with tiny share buybacks, Alibaba has grown their free cash flows per share. This is our first check of the day on metric number four. So far, Alibaba has one check and three X's. Can they turn this around in the second half of our analysis? So big tech companies generate a lot of cash, and I mean a lot of cash. Alibaba has negative net debt in all of the last five years. This means after paying off all their debts, they're left over with cash. Today, they have $48 billion in cash on their balance sheet. That's insane. They have more cash than most businesses are even worth. In metric number five, we want their net debt to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five years. Not only does Alibaba have $48 billion in cash, they brought in $105 billion in free cash flow in their last five years alone. This is a huge check on metric number five. They bring in a ton of cash and they have a cash cushion. It's great to see their free cash flows rebounded from 2022 until 2023, as it seems like things are starting to get back on the right track for Alibaba. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average free cash flows divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. This is the first of our three valuations. It'll look at Alibaba similar to it being a private business. Right now, they have a $181 billion enterprise value. This adds their net debt and their market cap together. In the last five years, we learned they brought in $105 billion of free cash flow. This means they bring in $21 billion in an average year over this time. 
when we divide that by their enterprise value, it gives us an 11.6% average free cash flow yield. That's huge compared to the 10-year treasury. Today, the company brought in $23.4 billion in free cash flow in their last 12 months. When we divide that by their enterprise value, it gives us a 12.9% current free cash flow yield. Also insane. Either way you slice it, Alibaba looks like it has a risk premium compared to the 10-year treasury. This means on metric number six, it's a check. Don't just run out and go buy the business. Let's look at our other ways of valuing the company before we put these estimates together to get our market fair value at the end of the video. Everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing. This, in my opinion, is the main reason to analyze Baba's stock. We're going to use a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. This is based on their business predictability. Like any model, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We'll start with a three-year average of their free cash flows because these can be lumpy year to year. Then we'll take historical assumptions to grow these into the future. If we assume they grow their average free cash flows at 7% in each of the next 10 years, then in the next decade, if we assume that these grow at just 3.5% annually, we're also going to add in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. Keep in mind it's up to you to figure out if these assumptions are accurate or not. This is not financial advice. If we want a market beating 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, at today's valuation multiples, an estimate of Alibaba's fair value per share is around $119. Keep in mind Alibaba's trading for historically low valuation multiples. These are much lower than the average stock in the S&P 500. We're also going to use the guru focus value for Alibaba. This is based on their predictability, analyst estimates for the future, and where they trade compared to their past valuations. Right now, this clocks in at just under $124 per share, with a signal of significant undervaluation. So far, we've covered a lot of the numbers Warren Buffett cares about, but it's the qualities of a business that move him even more. Let's learn what these are for Alibaba. We're going to start with a long thesis. Number one, Alibaba's China commerce margins are higher than JD Retail's and PDD's. Number two, core annual active users on Alibaba's China retail marketplaces had a retention rate of over 90% for the year ended September 2021. Number three, gross merchandise volume per active annual user was higher for Alibaba than it was for Pinduoduo or JD.com. But we can't just look at the positives, we also need to look at the negatives. Let's figure out what a short thesis is for Alibaba. Number one, any internet company with traffic like Douyin and Tencent can enter the e-commerce space due to its low barriers of entry. Douyin has gained market share in the apparel and beauty space against incumbents like Alibaba. Number two, expansion into non-physical goods marketplace businesses and other regions lead to lower margins and the timing of profitability of these businesses is unknown. Number three, expansion of other e-commerce players could slow Alibaba's growth. Pinduoduo's active buyers have started to exceed Alibaba's since December of 2020. Now let's put everything in our analysis together as we give Alibaba a fair market value and our rating. We learned that in analyzing Alibaba's stock ticker BABA, they go three for six on our analysis. They earn just around average returns on capital but have grown their revenues and their free cash flows. They have a ton of cash and these yields look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. So does Warren Buffett own Alibaba? Not quite, but his investment partner, Charlie Munger, does. Munger holds this through the Daily Journal portfolio. While it's a large percentage of their 13F, they also have holdings that show up on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. These include positions in electric car manufacturer BYD and likely also a position in Tencent. 
Other super investors who own Alibaba include David Tepper, Daniel Loeb, Guy Spear, and Prem Watsa. When we combine our estimates, we get a fair market value of $125 per share for Alibaba. This is $40 above their current stock price, meaning they may be significantly undervalued. Alibaba could be a very interesting opportunity. If you enjoyed today's Baba stock analysis, like it, subscribe to the channel for more, share your thoughts in the comments below, and watch this next video.